Welcome to another Empower IMG podcast where we help international medical graduates navigate their way to success while applying for US residency. I'm your host Dr. Vidya Kolu and today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, she's a cross-cultural communications coach for international physicians, the brain behind an online on-demand program called American English for International Doctors. She also facilitates a unique group for international medical graduates. preparing for residency interviews called the road to residency please join me in welcoming miss simon brown hello simon we are thrilled to have you with us today hello dr kolu am i saying that right kolu yeah that's right yeah name. Yes, I'm so happy to join with you today. We've had a couple of discussions um before now, but it's it's good just to be one-on-one. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you're uh, able to join us here today. So Simon, could you share with our listeners about your journey and what inspired you to create American English for International Doctors? Well, you know, 4 years ago, I was just a general English teacher. and i had a gentleman contact me because he liked the name of my company which is Houston ELP and he likes Houston because that's where i'm from and he thought he wanted to improve his english communication skills for the step 2 cs so that was a little while ago i never heard of a step 2 cs i had no i like i'm a civilian okay i'm just mm-hmm. a non medical professional and so i helped him uh prepare for that and then also follow up prepare for the interviews uh and so he matched that year so i was very thrilled i had a 100% match rate uh that first year and i kind of got the bug after that and i decided to put all my efforts as a communication um specialist just to help international doctors and so i'm not a doctor I'm a English language specialist and but I have made it my business to learn everything there is to learn about this road to residency which honestly I had no idea about before. So I I'm just honored to be able to work with such brilliant interesting people day in and day out. And so this is this is all I do now. That is awesome and that's an inspiring story Simon and let me tell you you do an awesome job. staying up to date with all that's going on with the match process than anyone else would do so you're doing a great job and many of our listeners who are non us imgs often face challenges with clear communication from your experience what are some common issues you have observed and how can they be addressed well it uh, i believe it really depends on where they are in the continuum okay so if someone is back home let's say in india Uh I do not recommend that they work on their English pronunciation skills. It just doesn't make sense. So I give different advice depending on where they are on their journey. So if they're here and they're working with patients, let's say in rotations and with colleagues, they definitely need to work on their English skills. Um but it just depends like I said where they are in the continuum. So way back at med school i encourage them to work on their networking skills because that they need a strong network in order to begin this journey once they are in the match cycle we talk about 
uh, mainly interviewing skills and those parts of the English language that they need specifically for interviews because they don't have time at that point to work on specific English. Then um, later after the match, there are other programs available that I give, especially for English, uh, um, I say American English pronunciation because we know there's many Englishes in the world and American English is no better than any other one. But if you're working here already, it's important to be able to be understood by your native listeners. So that's what we concentrate on. Then I also have communication elevation, which are for people that are pre-residency or pre-residency or even PGY1s that I've helped on, we'll say communication skills in general. So um, uh, things like uh, communicating communicating with your coworkers and colleagues, breaking bad news to patients, you know, these kinds of things. So I got lots of things going on from med school all the way through. Actually, I'm helping a fellow right now as well. That is awesome. And those are some of uh, very useful resources one could have as a non-US IMG. And uh, for those who are applying and those who are in the stage when they're applying for residency, where they're already done with their say steps and they are in the US, uh, in the process of applying and ready, getting ready for interview. What are some of the uh, common issues that you have observed that they go through and how can they be addressed? So right now, as we're taping this, we're in the middle of, you know, the heiress application. And this year it's a beast. It's really complicated. Um, so I'm suggesting that before you're finished with your application, that's really all you should be working on right now is your application. Maybe dabbling a little bit into thinking about interviewing skills. But unless your application is just as good as you can get it and complete, you may not get any interview. So it's moot, right? So getting that application in on time uh, before plenty of time, let's say, you know, back it up. It's due on the 27th, but I would definitely back it up. And if you're ready, if you feel confident, go ahead and do it as soon as you can to get it out of the way. So that's number one. That's number one. So getting that heiress out of the way is number one. Now, when it comes to interviewing, you know, let's say that you get interviews, uh, there are some things that IMGs run into that I help with. And so some of it is just the strategy of it. So uh, unfortunately, I see a lot of people I talk to they say, okay, well, I've been practicing, but it hasn't helped. And I said, well, maybe you were practicing the wrong way. So if you have a list of a hundred questions and you memorize the answers for those questions, that's, a, that's the wrong approach. Because number one, you don't really know what the interview panel will ask you. And it can actually work against you because you can get a panicky feeling <laughs> If you feel like, well, I, I don't know what they're going to ask, you know, you have to relax about those things and concentrate on the things that you can control. So we know that there are some very common questions that you should be prepared for. Actually, whether they ask them or not, it's important to be uh, aware of those common questions and to answer those in a strategic way, like a whole holistic way. And so we learn about a lot about those strategies 
So those are the main things pre-interview that you can do. During the interview, I would say the number one thing you can do if you have accented English, and we'll say accented as far as an American listener is concerned, is to slow down. <laughs> That's really the number one thing you can do. Even, um, we'll say something as simple as telling me your name. Okay, you have to realize that I cannot hear it in the same way that you're producing it. So saying it very slowly gives me a chance to understand what it is you're saying. But if you have accented English and you're speaking quickly, I am really struggling to understand you. Uh, so that's my number one, that's really my number one suggestion is to slow down. And it needs to be almost painfully slow for you. You know, we hadn't talked about this before, but there, uh, I have been using this thing called Udly, Y-O-O-D-L-I, and it will actually give you your pace. So it's a little app, right? So you can talk into it and it'll tell you what your pacing is about. So it's a great little resource because I feel like you need to almost go painfully slow in order to see what slow means. And those are some very practical tips, Simone. And I have firsthand experienced uh, uh, being at the other end of uh, trying to slow down. And it feels so awkward to slow down because when we speak in our native language, it's so used that we speak so fast. And when we try to do that in English and it ends up and not so uh, a good results when you're speaking fast and when the other person doesn't understand. And it's so, it's been so helpful for me even to like, even like realize that that is what I need to do for the people to understand. And initially it was so awkward trying to slow down, but it takes some practice to get even used to ourselves speaking so slowly. But it was such a valuable, like life-changing communication tool, I would say, that uh, I, I kind of took some time to stumble upon, but I'm glad you're able to share that for our listeners no. too. Learn there's it no, there's the no yeah there's no reason to stumble i'm here <laughs> i mean mm -hmm. i actually have experience with that because as a native speaker um you know i've been teaching esl for a long time i teach refugees and immigrants here in houston in fact tomorrow is our first we have kind of a free esl that we do on saturdays and they have almost no english so i have to learn how to slow down so i speak about this slowly for them i have to learn how to modulate my speech depending on you know what the learner's ability is now my advanced learners i don't do that I specifically will speak with them at a normal pace so that, that they can learn how to uh, understand what I'm saying with fast English, we'll say. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And moving on, uh, let's talk a little bit more about interview preparation here as a lot of our IMG listeners are gearing up for residency interviews. And could you share your other few top tips uh, for them uh, while they're preparing in addition to slowing down and like making sure they're preparing like the way we talked about and be uh, strategic about it yeah so um i i believe practice is very important but just enough practice is what's important like i said practice focused on the most important parts of your journey is key knowing your stories knowing your stories because if you go so this is another problem that i've seen 
people I'll have I'll have IMGs come on and practice with me and they sound just like everyone else honestly and my mind starts wandering <laughs> and so it's the same way with interview panels actually worse for them because they have to listen to a lot more so you need to have interesting stories because stories are what sticks that's what they'll remember I'll give you an example I had a client three years ago told me this story about why she wanted to go into internal medicine and then follow on as cardiology she was in Japan she was doing rotations in her medical school and she was able to uh, witness an ablation okay so I'm not a doctor she had to tell me what an ablation was uh, so now I have a pretty good idea of what an ablation was but she said she remembered seeing the patient before surgery and how he was and then she watched the surgery and it was just a bzz, you know just a, mm -hmm. like a zap and she saw him after surgery and she was astounded and she knew at that moment that that's what she wanted to do for the rest of her life she knew that it was a spark moment and guess what i remember that story all these yeah and as you're telling about it yeah that's what you need is stories know how to tell your stories tell your stories like it's a love story for that specialty because that's what they want to know that you really love the specialty and you really love the program that's what you have to get across yeah and i would look it as uh, like an opportunity to be a director like you know like the way directors create all these beautiful movies with all these stories you get to be the director of your own experiences and telling them in the form of stories and and not many people get their opportunity to tell stories and here they are you're being called to tell your story so make sure you use the most of it and make the best out of it so that's right it's beautiful yeah and those are some great insights simone so now tell us more about your special group road to residency how does it assist imgs in their journey well what i was what i was doing all of these programs that I put together are in response to what IMGs have asked me for. Okay, so it's in response to a need. So when I was helping this for Step 2 CS and it was canceled, my clients at the time said, Oh, Simone, will you please let a, help us with uh, these interviews? And I said, What interviews? I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, so I put together a course to kind of help them with interviewing skills at the time it was on Facebook but since I've moved it over to another platform that I prefer it's called Mighty Networks uh, it kind of feels the same way but without all the distracting pop-ups and everything else you know you could go on Facebook and you say okay I have to do this thing and then 30 minutes later you forgot what you were supposed to be doing so I moved it over to Mighty Networks so it's its own network it's called the Help for Docs Network, Help for Docs Network. And so that's the big community. It's a community network and I have everyone in there from med students all the way to fellows in that. So that's the big group, the big community group. And inside that group, that community network, I have courses, okay, in response to what people have asked me for. And one of those courses is the Road to Residency, Match 2024. So this is my third iteration of this course. So it's grown over the years. So now it includes help with uh, investigating programs, you know, and knowing your story and how you're a good fit for those 
for those programs because that's the number one issue. Your story, their needs put together. That's really what it boils down to. So that's, I coached through that. It's an online course, static, but, um, uh, and it goes through those issues. And then uh, my strategies for answering those common interviewing questions, the, the four steps uh, to crafting an unforgettable interview response. Uh, and then I go on to interviewing like your virtual presence. So what do you look like on the camera? This year, we might be adding some in-person things. I don't know. We'll see. I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm very flexible. And like you said, I have the luxury of doing the research and finding out what's going on in the community. I don't have to save lives every day. So I can watch, I can watch the webinars and find out what's going on. And that's what I do. Uh, so I add to that as needed. Uh, there's also another part at the bottom. Oh, we go all the way through through Match Week, by the way. So I have another module about soap. So we meet right before Match Week to kind of uh, refresh our skills. And then I also have a, a bonus module about writing templates. So some things down there that people have asked me for that I've added to the bottom there. So that's the static course with the program there's also group practice so tonight we're going to meet and we're going to talk about actually we're going to talk about the personal statement and tell me about yourself so i come on give a really small master class kind of thing then we break out in groups and practice come back together have feedback somebody will be in the hot seat if they want to to get some extra practice so um, that's mainly what the course, the group is about. Um, another great feature about that is you can, you can communicate directly with other participants. So that was a problem with some of the other platforms. They didn't have enough community. I have a lot of community in this one and, and I love it. I really do love it. I've spent a lot of time on it and I hope it's helpful. That's number one, because it's not about me. <laughs> That sounds like a fantastic resource for INGs and definitely it's more important to have that supportive community uh, and uh, and I love the concept of all the group coaching because you not only get insights from your own experience but you also sometimes some things don't hit you uh, like you know in terms of that you're even struggling with until like you're hearing somebody else you know trying to figure out what they need to be doing and once you hear like just being present there you kind of learn a lot of things uh, as sometimes we are in a lot of denial in like, you know, oh, I don't even have the problem until you realize uh, like with experience uh, from like the shared experience that that's the case. Um, and, okay, wait, uh, and what does it take? Yeah. Wait, I wanted to say two more things about that because you reminded me. Uh, one is as the season goes through and we're meeting on these Friday nights, there will be some people that have early interviews they have early interviews and they come back and they share and they're generous about what their experiences were. So you kind of find out real time what's going on, you know, what's going on on the ground. So that's one thing. And the other thing that I, I just love is that I get so many referrals. That's where like the majority of my business comes from is referrals from my previous clients. I talked to a lady just yesterday who was a friend of a client of mine two years ago and it's just wonderful that they keep referring people back to me and so it's a, a larger community so that that was the point i wanted to make yeah that's uh, that's amazing um 
and now for our last question could you share some advice for ings who are applying for residency in 2024 yes um my advice is number 1 have have a uh, a supportive network okay so you want to have people around you cuz it's it's hard y'all we say y'all down in the south that means you all <laughs> it's hard process and um you really need friends i think one great thing about being on this journey with you is i've seen the growth of the community a few years ago there really wasn't one and it was seemed like people were like competitors and it's still that way and that's fine healthy competition is great but i have seen a movement among IMGs to come together and support each other through this and and we we know only 60% of them are going to match right that's really what it's like and it's gone up so that's good but to be able to help people along other people who are going through this so that's important to have others around you that are going through it at the same time other uh residents who have just matched is good if they will be generous with their time it's really hard to as a pgy1 maybe a pgy2 you could find also uh practicing physicians in your specialty if you can find them through your medical school or some other kind of organization would be good so mentors like that um and you know mentors in your specialty i should say and then also you know someone like me I, i'm i'm just a you know average american but i happen to know a lot about your journey and about communication skills and about english so um i can read something and know if it's right or wrong so you know don't turn your stuff in without passing it by somebody you know who has some skill in that area um and you know look for resources so there are a lot of free resources some some things are very expensive i have to say i have tried to keep my prices down when i first started it was just one on one so it was pretty expensive you know for one on one instruction that's why i put it online so i could bring the price way down but there's free stuff too and that's okay of course it takes more time So what I do is I gather all this information, I glean the most important things and that's what I give to my clients, but there's a lot of stuff out there that's very helpful. So one thing that I've watched and I think you're going to share it with them are all the AAMC webinars. So they have those that it's hours actually of walking you through that ARIS application process. You could have your application open and walk through that webinar and stop and fix it, you know, so you it's a free tutorial right there. So the AAMC webinars, go on there and watch them. She's going to give you the links for those. It takes a while though, but if you haven't done your um applications yet you should do that uh, right away another one is called strolling through the match it's like a 100 page flipbook from the uh family medicine specialist um afmp i think and it's for family medicine but i think it's good for everybody i think it would be good for everybody um so those are the main things that i would say go out and look for from the source i would say because what happens is um 
you know, there's so much conflicting information out there. I mean, I'm telling you one thing, there's somebody else telling you another thing. What are you supposed to think? Well, go to the original source and get some advice from mentors. That's probably, and make up your own mind, you know, make up your own mind about what feels right for you. What feels right for you to include in your application? What feels right for you in your personal statement? What feels right for you to prepare for the interviews? Um, but I would say go to quality sources. That's what you want to do because there's a lot of junk out there too. I'm saying to go to the original sources for your information, number one, because there's so much conflicting advice out there that I think that can be dangerous. I mean, don't take my word for it. Go to the original source. Um, so that would be uh, the AAMC webinars. And I think you're going to provide them with the link there. You can go to their website and find it, but it is kind of tricky to find. So I'm just going to give you the links. And I think there's four or five webinars. You could literally have your application open and the webinar going at the same time and make sure that you're hitting everything that you need to. There's another resource uh, from the, um, I think it's called the AFMP. It's that uh, family medicine physicians and it's called strolling through the match. Of course it is for family medicine, but I think it's a good source. It's about a hundred page flip book. It's nice. Um, so that's one. And then, you know, you can look for free stuff online, but like I said, make sure that it's a quality source because there's some junk out there. Um, and like I said, it can be very expensive. I've tried to keep the cost down, but you know what else is expensive is not matching this year. I, I had a client a couple of days ago and she was so nice to tell me that she she uh, applied last year, but she didn't have any expectation of matching at all. She just wanted to go through the process. And she said going through the process, she spent $2,000. That's how much it cost her. So that's the base price, right? So that's what you can expect to pay. So, um, you know, get good advice, do the best application you possibly can right now, and then, and then just jump on those interview preparation skills after that. And then just try to have some, um, you know, well-being in your life. Find joy, pursue joy. You have to during this season. Most people find me through LinkedIn. And I think Dr. Kolu will share my LinkedIn profile. And I'm also going to give you a link for a 30-day free trial to the Help for Docs Network. This is not the Road to Residency course, but it is the bigger network. So you can kind of get a feel of if that's uh, something you would want to be involved with and work with me there. I do come on live every Friday night. So I'll be on there live tonight and every Friday, 7 p.m., Central Standard Time, so you can definitely connect with me there if you try out that membership. Uh, and to our listeners, remember clear communication is a crucial skill in your medical journey. Keep practicing, keep improving, and get the help you need uh, when it's available. And until next time, this is uh, Vidya Kulu signing off. Thank you. Bye-bye.